This is the Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Podcast with Dr. Serene Sharif. This is a space where we explore how mindfulness, productivity systems, and our thoughts create the magic in our life. I'm here to help and support you if you are struggling with overwhelm and burnout, and you're looking for tools to take control of your time, mind, energy, and productivity. I'm your host, Dr. Serene Sharif, and I am a general surgeon, medical educator, mom to three wonderful children, and wife, which were all instrumental in my journey to be a productivity and burnout coach. I'm excited to share my tools and unique framework to build a community so no one has to go through this alone, empowering each other to find our way out of burnout and overwhelm. We will explore how my mindfulness and productivity systems framework can help you combine the energy of mindfulness with the scientific principles of habit building and your unique systems of productivity. My framework is designed to help you find clarity, design your dream life, and create your transformation. We'll discuss how to overcome limiting beliefs and obstacles that are standing in the way of your dream life, as well as how to create and sustain your new habits in a way that will allow you to finally ditch your willpower and motivation struggles and have more time and energy to live your best life. This is episode number 67. Last week, we talked about how important it was to focus on connecting to our identity. Being connected to our values and vision is such a key part of building healthy, productive, successful habits. Your identity can hold you back or build you up. So it's important for us to evaluate and reflect on who do we want to be? What is the identity that we are building, both current and connected to our future self? And what are habits that will help us continue to build and connect to this identity? If there is an identity that you currently feel that you have and you don't want it, then of course we want want to figure out what are the habits that will help me step away from this identity, from this core belief. And some of those identity changes that you might want to have could even be something like, I'm a people pleaser. It's just hard for me to say no to people, even if I don't want to. That's a belief. And if you don't want to, then we can break down that identity by first building an alternate identity of who do you want to be? If you don't want to be a people pleaser, then who do you want to be? That may not be something you do right now, but how can you get there? If you have an identity of being self-critical or identity of, well, I stress eat, that's just who I am. Okay. But if you don't want to be there, then how can we shift from that current identity, a place we don't want to be, a place we don't feel is really in our best interest moving forward and create that alternate identity and find habits to support and reinforce our desired identity. So I hope you'll explore that as well. And this week, we are going to learn how to design our habits for success. And what I mean by that is, so we have this identity, we have this belief, okay, this is who I am, or this is who I want to be. This is who I want to grow into. Okay, now what do I do next? (laughs) A lot of times you think, okay, this is what I want to do, but how do you get there? And habit design is an important part of getting there. And today we're going to talk about habit design really from the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. If you haven't read that yet, I highly recommend it. It's one of my favorite
favorite habit books. And James Clear talks about habit design from a simple formula. Okay. And I'm going to share with you this formula and let's talk about how do you really design and implement a new habit change that you want to have. I'm going to be sharing multiple quotes from this book because really, I don't know that I can paraphrase it any better than he has written it. His book really is truly engaging, easy to read, and has so many gems of wisdom that has really changed my life for sure and hundreds and thousands of others. So James Clear says, you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. Most of us spend time goal setting and trying to figure out what are the actions actions that we need to do to get to fulfill our goal. But the reality is that goals aren't what's going to get us the sustainable results. The reality is goals help us take some steps forward for sure. And I know there are many systems of goal settings out there and there's definitely some benefit. But if you want to create sustainable habit changes, then it's important that we create a system within which this is possible. And before we get started creating the systems, Again, connecting back to what is the identity that you are building, that you are connecting to, that is important for you, that you are reinforcing for the system that you're building in your life, a system that will give you ease and productivity and efficiency. So in order to create a good habit or break a bad habit, it's important we remember how habits work. And some of the research from this is actually based off of data from the book, The Power of Habits by Charles Duhigg. Now, Duhigg actually divided the process of habit building into three steps, and James Clear actually does expand it into four. So I'm going to focus on the four-step habit design process. So the four steps are cue, craving, response, and reward. And this is the foundation of every habit that you have. It's possible you don't even realize you're going through this process. And you create habits without even being conscious of it. But the good thing is now that you are conscious of it, you can design habits that you want to create or break habits that you don't want to have by using this four-step pattern. So he shares the four laws of behavior change which includes these four simple steps of the habit loop. So the first law connects to the cue and it states to make it obvious. The second law connects to the craving and it states to make it attractive. The third law connects to response and it states to make it easy. The fourth law connects to the reward and it states to make it satisfying. And of course, if you want to break a bad habit, the first law is to make make it invisible. Second law is to make it unattractive. Third law is to make it difficult. And fourth law is to make it unsatisfying. Now, for the sake of our discussion today, I am going to be focusing on habit design from a perspective of actually creating a new habit and how can you design and build a new habit for yourself. So let's start with step one, which is to make it obvious, connecting to your cues. It's important that we design our environment in such a way, it makes it easy 
for us to do this new habit that we want to. Now, when I see my cue, my trigger, it is the factor that is going to get me going, get me started. So a lot of times, depending on the habit itself, it is making your cue so obvious that of course you're going to, you're going to automatically do the habit. This part of habit design also focuses on making the habit very well-defined and specific. So you have a plan that makes it really simple and easy to implement your habit. So you can create an implementation intention. This will include your location and the time of when you're going to do this new habit that you're designing and building. So for instance, I really wanted to increase my water drinking habit. As a surgeon, really, I think I unintentionally built a habit of not drinking any water during the day or as minimal water as possible because I didn't know when I would have time to go to the bathroom next. And I don't want to have to worry about it, especially on my OR day. So when I had shifted into this space of self-reflection and what are things that I can do to focus on my health and wellness, that was something that had become such a deep routine habit that I wasn't drinking more than maybe two or three glasses of water a day tops. And so I decided, okay, I want to build a habit where I'm going to drink 80 ounces of water. That was my ultimate goal. And it was to make it simple, I decided that I was already at 16 ounce, which is two cup, where a cup is eight ounce. So it's starting from 16 ounce. And I wanted to get to ultimately 80 ounce of water a day. My implementation intention stated, I will drink eight ounce of water before every meal. So I was starting with 16 ounce, two glasses. And this way I was increasing it by one glass and I connected it to something that already happens in my life, which is breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You can either connect it to a habit that you already have or something that happens automatically routine in your life, or you could connect it to a location and time. So you could say, I will work out in my home gym every day at 7am for 30 minutes. So an implementation intention is something that makes it really obvious what you're going to do, when you're going to do it, and where you're going to do it. And by being so specific with it, it prevents your brain from distracting you from it or trying to procrastinate, right? Because if you say, this is what I'm going to do connected to my identity, that health and wellness is really important to me. For my water drinking habit, I also bought a water bottle that allowed me to keep track of the amount of water I was drinking. And I filled it the night before so that the first thing I saw when I woke up, the thing that I carried around with me for meals, it is so obvious that of course, yeah, I'm going to drink from my water bottle and I can see when I'm done with eight ounces and that's what I do. And it allowed me to slowly build up to that ultimate goal that I wanted to. The second law is to make it attractive. So you want to make your new habit as attractive and motivating as possible to your brain. If you really feel like it's such a chore, it's such a burden, your brain's going to find all the ways that you can procrastinate and put it away. So there's the technique that James Clear advocates called temptation bundling. Temptation bundling is when you combine a habit that you want to do with a habit that you love to do. So this one was easy when I was designing my workout routine 
routine. I would use my time on the treadmill as a way to either listen to a book or YouTube or podcasts that I enjoyed, as well as sometimes even watching shows on Hulu or Netflix. So this was something that I don't really have a lot of time to do anyways. And so the treadmill time was the perfect time for me to do something that I like to do, but I don't really have a lot of time to do it. And now here's a great way to bundle them together. Law number three is to make it easy. So making it easy means you want to reduce the friction to your new habit as best as possible. So think about when you decide, okay, you know what? I think I'm going to go work out, but I can't find my workout shoes. And where am I going to work out? And what's going to happen? And perhaps you're going to the gym that particular day they're closed. Or if the process for you to implement your habit is full of multiple steps that makes it harder for you to do that habit, you're more likely to fizzle out and stop doing it. Having my water bottle ready in the morning to go makes it so much easier for me to get started with my water drinking habit. Having my gym shoes scrubbed up and ready to go in the morning makes it more likely that I'm going to go ahead and put them on and go on my run. Now, if all my gym clothes are in the wash and I have nothing to wear, I'm more likely to say, "Eh, you know what? This is a sign from the universe. I probably shouldn't work out today. So we want to reduce the friction and make it easy as much as possible. So our brain is not going to give us excuses why we shouldn't implement this habit that we have decided is really what is going to help us build and connect to our identity. This is also the part that you want to make sure that your habit is as simple as possible. And so for instance, earlier I explained my ultimate goal was to drink 80 ounces of water. Now, if I start with 80 ounces of water from drinking 16 ounces of water, after the first two days, I'll be like, oh my God, I've been drinking so much water. Like I literally feel sick because my body is not even used to that. And I'm more likely to give up or to avoid that habit because it just seems really intimidating and the completion rate will be much harder. But if I make it so simple and easy that my brain says, of course, yeah, going from two cups of water to three cups of water, it's just one extra cup of water. Totally. You can do it. I believe in you. And so making it small, simple, and easy makes that progression of habits much more likely. And you are also able to get your small wins and continue taking action so that ultimately you can get to that ultimate goal. So every habit that you design, what you want to do is use the two-minute rule as James Clear describes it. He says, you need to be able to do it in two minutes or less. If not, it is too difficult, right? And we're talking about when you get started, obviously you're going to progress beyond the 10 minutes, but when you get started, you want it to be so simple and easy that you could do it easily in two minutes. Now I flex this a little bit from two to five minutes, depending on what it is that you're doing. When I start on something that is really different for me and my brain kind of freaks out a little bit over how different it is, then yeah, I want to stick to that one to two minutes. But if it's something that I've done a little bit, then I might even say, okay, I'll do five minutes. And when I was building my meditation or yoga practice, I would start with two to five 
five minutes, just building that daily consistency. And then over time, I stretch it to seven minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever the goal may be. And this is something that can flex and grow with time. And the last and fourth law is to make it satisfying. You want to make sure that this is something fun to do. When you make it satisfying and you get that little dopamine hit in your brain, you're more likely to continue because of course, this is awesome. You want to keep doing this habit. And again, this is the part where when you make that first week or two of this new habit easy, you can get some small wins. You can reinforce the habit by reminding yourself like how simple and easy this is. And you're using your habit tracker to check off and get again, that buildup of dopamine release, reminding you how important and easy and fun this new habit is. This is also a place where you could do additional rewards. So for instance, if I stay on track for four weeks straight on a new habit that I'm building, I'll usually add a reward at the end. And it could be a variety of things. Maybe I'll get a book that I've been wanting to for a while, or I might go for a spa trip, or I might figure out if I can take a couple of hours off on a weekend and have have some alone time, whatever it may be, because for all of us, obviously our rewards and things that bring us joy are different. You want to activate your pleasure receptors with things that are in alignment with your identity and with the habits that you're building as well. There are a variety of habit trackers out there. I personally love habit trackers that I could use pen and paper and check off the box because that definitely releases a lot of dopamine for me, but there are definitely apps and programs online that makes it possible for you to do that. Some of them are paid, some of them are free. And that's definitely something if that's what works better for you. And lastly, but not least, I want to also emphasize that this is a place where you want to avoid the guilt, shame, and blame train. Most of us, if everything is going well, that's great. It's all working out beautifully. But the reality is that when you're making a change in your life and you're doing something that maybe you just haven't done before, that you haven't made it familiar for your brain, there are going to be some ups and downs in that journey. And making ourselves feel guilty about it or shaming ourselves, oh, look, you missed five out of 10 times. And this is why you've missed it. And assigning blame uh, or shaming ourselves, it really never works. Those emotions make our brain want to hide and to get away from anything that is making us feel that way. So what that means is I'm not going to want to do that habit anymore. So help yourself be compassionate to yourself and allow yourself to enjoy the journey. When you create that cue, connect to your craving, build that response and ultimately leading to that reward. Your brain will automate this habit and you want to keep it growing. Habits allow us to automate our behavior in such a way that it builds our productivity and efficiency. It decreases is the amount of mental clutter and chitter chatter in our brain so that we're not experiencing that mental fatigue, that decision fatigue with everything that we're doing. Habits are really the way to 
create ease in our life. And by using these habit design laws, you can make your everyday a lot easier and simpler. Now, there are many additional factors that can make your habit loop much more effective and efficient. And I'll be sharing some of them over social media, as well as including them in our next episode. For this week, I want you to explore what is a habit that you want to design and build? How does that habit connect to your identity? Now, how do you apply the four laws of habit design, which is to make it obvious, to make it attractive, to make it easy, and to make it satisfying. And don't forget to keep it to that two-minute length because you're just creating that first step. Imagine if you built the habit up by two minutes every couple of weeks. By the end of the year, you are going to have a solid, sustainable habit that you've probably been wanting to build for so long, but was just not sustainable. Another quote from Atomic Habits, success is not a goal to reach or a finish line to cross. It is a system to improve and endless process to refine. Our habits are a way to make our day easier. So by creating the first step, by designing them and creating this two-minute version, what you're doing is you're setting up a foundation that you will continually build upon. There are so many habits that I have built into my own life using this simple system. And the best part is they are right there as a foundation. Even when I have all the crazy chaos of life happening, there are things that I still do because that's just who I am and that's just how my day goes. And it makes it so much easier to have a list of routines that takes away the thinking. So I don't have to figure out, am I going to do this? Am I going to drink water? Am I going to go for my walk? Am I going to connect to my spirituality and my prayers? That's just part of my everyday, even when all of the other shenanigans are going on. So I want you to think about what is already in your life and what is maybe one new habit that you want to design and build as well as connect to the identity that you're building and ultimately create ease in your life. I hope you have lots of fun doing this and just think, how do we really do this? Explore what are some fun ways to do this that you can enjoy, not just the ultimate goal, the destination that you're getting to, the identity that you're building and what are things that you can do to support yourself in this journey. Thank you so much for sharing in this discussion and exploration with me. I'm excited to explore how we can design and implement habit changes in a way that creates ease and flow in our life by design. Now, if you are ready to design and create your dream life, if you want to create something different than what you've been seeing, but you aren't quite sure how to get started, then join me in this journey today. There are so many ways for you to connect with me and for me to help you. You can join my private Facebook group where I support women who are experiencing overwhelm and burnout to really connect to themselves, to design their dream life, to create clarity and live with intention and authenticity. And if you want to take it even deeper and really apply this to your life, if you're tired of being in the same place every day, having the same problems and not understanding or not knowing how to create that change, then I invite you to set up a time and talk to me. You can schedule a call 
call with me. You can find all of this information on the show notes and we can explore together what this means to your unique set of needs. If you're ready to take your life to the next level, then I invite you to explore this because the truth is nothing changes if nothing changes. For all those listening, thank you for joining us today. If you found this valuable, please like, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or two. I would so appreciate that. I would love to hear from you. If you have a story to share about burnout or overwhelm, please reach out to me so we can continue to build this community so no one has to go through burnout and overwhelm alone. You can reach out to me at my website, serenitywellnessmd.com or Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Facebook page or at serenitywellnessmd on Instagram. The content of this podcast is not meant to be medical advice. Tune in for the next episode coming to you every Thursday morning. Goodbye for now.